a child. Uh, when Pastor Stefan asked me to give the message this morning, and it being a family-integrated service, I figured, what better than childlike faith to talk about? Um, but before I get started, I want to say thank you to you guys, to all of you. Um, <clears throat> I, for all of your kind words and encouragement, um, since I accepted the job as the next gen director here at Manoa, uh, your confidence in me and your kindness has been very much appreciated. So I really thank you. Let's open our Bibles to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, please open your Bibles to Luke 18, verses 15 through 17. Luke, 15, Luke 18, 15 through 17. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, Let the children come to me. And do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you for being a good father. Thank you for your grace and mercy on your children. Thank you for another new year that we get to look forward to. I pray, Lord, that you will just speak through me, give let your message be heard this morning. In your son's name we pray, amen. Whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. You know, what exactly is it that Jesus is saying there? I think that if we pay attention to our children, that we can learn a lot from them. As an adult, as adults, we become cynical, jaded, scarred, maybe corrupted by this world. As we get older and we, every year that passes by, we get more and more separated from God, especially if we don't have that saving redemption of the child who we celebrated his birth last week. There's a great quote that I read from um, the famous painter Pablo Picasso. Uh, can, we could put it up on the screen. It goes like this. <clears throat> Every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once they grow up. It struck me that we might have the same problem with our faith. It wasn't until I had kids of my own that I really understood or started to understand this idea of childlike faith. Kids are kind, they're humble. They have this incredible innocence about them. They're born these tiny little miracles. They're completely dependent on us, and this is how we should be in our relationship with God. Kids are honest, sometimes brutally honest. Most of you guys know that my wife is about seven months pregnant. We have, this is our third child. We have two more at home, Roman, who will be four pretty soon, and Aurora, who's two. They're young, but they, they're understanding what's happening to mommy. So they love to poke her belly and talk to the baby inside. It's adorable. It's really cute. Well, some of you guys know that one of my passions is exercising, well, weightlifting in particular. Now, I've had a bit of a transition the last couple of months, so I'm a little bit off my game. So the other night, we're sitting on the couch. My son comes up, 
and he pokes my belly. And he says, is there a baby in daddy's belly? I said, no, son, it's just pizza and Christmas cookies, but thanks for asking. They're brutally honest, right? Now, I'm not saying that our children are sinless. Nobody believes that. We all need the saving redemption of God's Son in our lives. But I think that we can learn a lot from them and hopefully try and hold on to that pure and honest faith through the rest of our lives. So I'm going to give you three ways that I think that we can strengthen our walk with the Lord by having faith like a child. So number one is having courage like a child. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So a couple of months ago it was Halloween, and my wife and I took our kids out trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. My son dressed up as, PJ, as a PJ mask, gecko. So I'm sure a bunch of you kids know who this is. And I think that that costume gave him superpowers because he was shooting around to the different houses as fast as I could keep up with him. And I was amazed at his bravery. He would go right up to the door, knock on the door, whatever, trick or, ask for the trick-or-treating. So we got to sort of a quiet section of a street, and there wasn't a lot of people around, and it had started to get dark. And he started up to this one house, and right before he got about halfway up the driveway, he stopped in his tracks. And he turned around, and he walked back to me. And he reached out his hand, and I looked down at him, and he said, you come with me. So I took his hand, and I walked him up to the door. And right before we got to the door, he let my hand go, and he knocked on the door and asked for the candy. Listen, in this passage from Joshua, there's no caveat to God's command here. He doesn't command us to be strong and courageous because we ought to be strong or because we ought to be courageous. He commands us to be strong and courageous, just like he did Joshua, because he is with us. He, it says it right there. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. No one has to explain that to a child. Roman knew, without even considering it, that his strength and courage in that moment came because his father, his daddy, was with him. And folks, you should know that too. Because your heavenly father is with you always. It says it right here. So I understand that this needs a little bit of, of trust, though. We all need that. So it brings me to my second point. Trust like a child. Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding so i have another story for you in the summer my wife decided that she was going to buy this play set swing set type thing for our backyard so i said okay she she orders it about three days later i don't know if any of you guys have done one of these or gotten one of these for your house but about three days later a moving truck shows up at our house and two guys get out and leave three huge boxes at our front door. I actually had to pay the teenager next door $20 just to help me bring, drag them into the backyard. 
But like a good husband, I cut them open and I get to work. Well, there was maybe 1,200 pieces of nuts and bolts and, and wood everywhere. But I started putting it together, and the first thing you had to do was build this sort of tower that everything else kind of shot off from. And this ladder and a slide. So I get the tower built, and there's a ladder that goes up to it. And I turn around. The kids are out there in the, in the yard, and my son's trying to, to help me, and it was fun. <laughs> so I turn around to go look for GS2 or whatever the bolt or nut was. And as soon as I turn my back, I hear, Daddy, and it's my daughter. So I turn around, and she is on top of this five-and-a-half-foot tower. There's no railing yet. There's no roof, nothing. It's just a platform about five-and-a-half feet tall. She's little, almost two-year-old Aurora. So I calmly and quietly go towards her so that I don't spook her off of this platform. And just about a foot from where she is, she jumps. Oh, of course, I catch her, and I put her down on the ground. And, you know, as an adult, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, that was, so, that was such a dumb thing to do. You know, like, you really could have been hurt, and she could have been. But the point is, we are often, I am often just as dumb, and I get myself in some really precarious predicaments. But that's why Proverbs says here to lean not on your own understanding. No matter how smart I am or how much I think I can get out of the situation, I can't. Family, if you feel like you are on the edge of a proverbial cliff and you don't know how you're going to get down to the bottom, don't lean on your own understanding. Trust the Lord your God with all of your heart, just like my baby did for me. Jump into your father's arms, just like she did, and I promise you, he will get you down safely. So, the third, my third and final point is worship like a child. I think that a father who you can trust all the time, who is always there for you, to protect you, I think he is worthy of our praise and our love. So Deuteronomy 6.5 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. So <clears throat> some of us here will remember, if you were born probably, I guess it was maybe sometime before like 1995, you'll remember camcorders. All of you guys, a lot of the teens and some of the kids, you have no idea what that is. We didn't always have a computer in our pocket that was also a state-of-the-art phone or a state-of-the-art camera and video camera. Our parents had these camcorders. So it took, if they wanted to take a video of us, that's what they had to use. And there was a cassette or a, a tape inside of it that you had to take out and put into another machine that then you played on the TV. You didn't just airplay it to the TV. So somewhere along the line, somebody invented a way to take that information off the cassette and put it onto a CD, which they called DVDs. And there was a DVD player now that you played that video on the TV. So when my wife and I got married, we had a bunch of stuff of hers that we brought from her parents, 
her mom, and there was a DVD that said Alexis on it. Well, <laughs> if you ever find a DVD, or maybe, I don't know what it'll be in the next 20 years, but with your spouse's name on it, you know you found some gold. So we put this DVD into the DVD player and press play. Sure enough, it's an old video of my wife. She was probably about three years old. Try to picture this. She had Spider-Man snow boots, shorts, some sort of top with a feather boa, maybe like, it was like some sort of a cowboy hat on, and she's holding a tennis racket, like a guitar. <laughs> and she starts singing, she's singing, wild thing, dun, dun, on her tennis racket guitar, in this getup that looked like it came right out of a movie, wild thing, dun, dun, dun. oh man, and she's going to kill me. I wish that I had actually played I'm just kidding, Lex, I don't <laughs> Now, she, the enthusiasm and the passion that she had performing for her parents, many of you guys with little kids or with brothers and sisters, you know what I'm talking about. When a two, three, four-year-old child, they learn a new song from a movie or, or a show that they're watching, and they, or maybe they come up with something on their own and they want to perform for you. The enthusiasm and the passion that comes out of them is unbelievable. It's very inspiring. And they're doing that because you are the only thing that matters to them in that moment. It doesn't matter who else is listening, who else is going to watch this video someday. They are singing to you because you are the only thing that matters to them. They love you with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their might. That is how we should be worshiping our Heavenly Father every time that we do it, every time that we do it. Now, sometimes our, our earthly fathers and mothers can let us down. If yours has, it might be hard for you to sort of see this analogy here. But the fact of the matter is, no matter how bad or good your earthly parents are or were, your heavenly Father promises to never leave or forsake you. The scripture says that he loves you so much that he sent his only son to die for your sins. To me, that's a father who is worthy of our praise. So I want to invite the worship band back up here. But as they come back up, I'm going to leave you guys with a reminder. This is from Luke 19, 37 through 40. Actually, before I do that, I want to say this. For all of our teens that are here in the audience, in the congregation, I say this to you guys during every youth group. Right before we get to worship, I tell them, I want to hear you sing, just like Dan said this morning, because I want them to worship the way that I'm describing here. But I'm going to leave you with this reminder. Luke 19, 37 through 40 says, As he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that he had seen. 
saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered them and said, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. Thank you. 